All right, Anthony here again. Uh, so this is going to be part two of today's two-part hook. This is going to be a little bit shorter. This is literally just Aaron and I reacting and analyzing the Portland Trailblazers and Clippers coming to terms on a trade, what this means for both of those teams, what this means for the league around them, and obviously, because this is a Lakers podcast, podcast network, uh, what this means for the Lakers. So check that out. And if you haven't already, check out part one in which Aaron and I tried to predict what we thought was going down uh, in the coming week. Surprisingly, neither of us <laughs> predicted that Woj would drop a trade notification minutes after we finished recording our predictions. Until next week, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one. All right, well, I guess we aren't going to talk to you guys next week. Uh, we're going to talk. <laughs> well, no, we still are going to talk to you next week. Maybe, you know. Are you, do I need to, to, are you trying to tell me something? Look, man, I might go run the Clippers thing because this feels like highway no, robbery. Won't. No, you won't. It does no, feel I like won't. that, though. No, no you won't. Um, no, I will not. I, I'm, no, I'm incapable. But, uh, so, per Woj, this is, you know, I like, I, I love doing the, the, the hook because it's a, it's a free flowing thing and we try to cover the entirety of the NBA right after, like I was getting ready to like, we, you know, we finished recording and I told you, Hey, why don't you go ahead and you and I usually chat afterward. I usually download the audio and I edit it while you and I chat. Right. Um, right. I said, yeah, I I'm tell a you all this stuff I can't say on the show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I, I said, why don't you go ahead and make another drink and I'm going to go ahead and, and fetch one for myself and we'll go ahead and have our usual like post-show chat. I sit back down and bang, Woj notification that reads, quote, the Clippers are trading Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second round pick to the Portland Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Yeah. Whew. Also, if you hear, if you hear uh, something in the background, after the show, my robot vacuum has 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 commenced. So if you hear any any buzzing, it's robot vacuum time around my house. But continue. I mean, it's it's fitting because this this deal sucks for the Blazers. Um, and so... <laughs> uh, it, it, it indicates a very specific direction. Yeah, it's a direction under the under the tax. <laughs> It is a direction towards the bottom of the standings, and it is a direction to uh, get some financials in order. I think this this informs everybody we aren't probably seeing Dame again this year. I think they that was already true, but yes, continue. Yeah, but like this is this is like all but an official announcement, basically that yeah we're just gonna go ahead and tear this thing down, have that gap year, and try to turn this gap year into as much as productive a gap year as we can have. Uh, some notable stuff here from this trade. So 
the uh, Blazers were going to have to pay Covington, Nurkic, and uh, Norman Powell. The, they, they, I believe Norman, Norman Powell is already signed. Or, no, no, okay. So they, Anthony, they, Anthony Simons is. A yeah, that's right. Also. That's right. Yeah. So they have they have some decisions to make across their uh, roster on it, and um, so what this and Simons has been a monster recently. Yeah, I don't. Right now, as it stands, they have Simons, CJ, Dame, and Bledsoe. So if you guys think the Lakers guard rotation is a little stacked, uh, you know, is, is a little congested, uh, this is a wild one. I think and, this and, in, and Reggie. And Reggie. Reg, Reggie Jackson. Did he go? He didn't. Oh, go you're there. talking about the Blazers. You're talking about the Blazers. I thought you were yes, you're talking yeah. about the Blazers guard rotation. Yeah, yeah my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Blazers right now have Dame, CJ. Simons and now Eric Bledsoe all playing roughly the same position. Um, and yeah, like some of those guys can play side by side and, and all of that, and you can go small or whatever. But look, I think with this, what I would probably go out on a limb and predict is that they are now looking to move CJ for a wing. Um, and you go into next season with, uh, you probably are going to not guarantee the remaining sixteen million on, yeah, uh, on on Bledsoe's deal okay, next Bledsoe year. Bledsoe has three point something. Yeah, so he's he's due to make nineteen, but it's only guaranteed three point six of it. Correct. Uh, so I would it's, imagine it's basically an expiring contract. Yeah, and uh, which by the way makes him an intriguing option, I think, for the Lakers next year. Just you know, throwing that out there. Uh, isn't he clutch? I think he's clutch, right? I'm not sure. I mean, I can I'll, find I'll out. Look that up. Yeah, yeah, I can find out. Go, keep going. I'll, I'm uh, but but yeah, I think I think this uh, indicates to me that they are planning for the Dame Simons combo moving forward, and you try to bring in uh, a two way wing with a little bit more length who can make up for the defensive uh, yes. line. Yeah, yeah, he yes. is. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that on, on everybody's radar right now that uh, Eric Bledsoe as a Laker next year feels uh, well. No, hold I'm on. Just... No, there was a there was a hold on addendum. Yeah, there is an addendum. Addendum to our addendum to our addendum. At this point, uh, Eric Bledsoe got. Never mind. Um, I'm not sure. There was a. It, it seems like there was a, and I don't remember this story. I remember, I remember the Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he, I want out of here when he was when he said uh, I was at the the hair yeah, salon. I don't want to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But I am not. Did he just retweet himself? No, 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 no. I'm just looking. <laughs> I just put Eric Bledsoe agent into uh, into Google, yeah. and the first day, Rich Paul was the first thing that came up, and then it said Bledsoe's agent is Rich Paul, who also represents LeBron. But that was from 2017, and it says Suns Suns GM Eric Bledsoe got quote bad advice from Rich Paul. So we're still well. We're still... Remember at that time, the Suns had their like full on. Like feud with with Rich Paul. Yes, yes. Remember, yes, so, also true. so, uh, so I, I'm not really taking. I'm taking everything with a grain of salt there that comes from Phoenix in regards to Rich. Okay, Paul. yeah, but, it is. It is. It is still. It is still clutch. Um. So I I think my guess is that uh, Bledsoe winds up being a Laker next year would be my prediction. Um. I don't know how much he would be looking to get paid, but I I would imagine he can. You could probably get him for. He is, uh, Eric is not in my estimation going to receive a contract as lucrative as his last few have been. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, 
I think every, I think his last two teams improved as soon as he left, right? Whether it was Phoenix and then Milwaukee. They have had, uh, Eric has had some very public playoff struggles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, teams don't very have to obvious. guard him. It's not public. Very obvious playoff yeah. struggles. Uh, he he he's teams a good player, but he can't a, shoot. Like he's, he's a good player, but he has had some he has had some very visible playoff struggles. What does this do for the Clippers to you? And what does this do for the Lakers? The Clippers just got better, and they are ahead of the Lakers in the standings now, with potentially the tiebreaker as well. Yeah, I think I think more so. It, it definitely helps. Um, Robert Covington has a reputation as well around the league. He doesn't anymore. But in the like collective basketball fandom, Robert Covington has a relationship of a really, really good uh, defensive player, like a three and D kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington is no longer that guy. Yeah, um, he's he'll still he'll still make some corner threes, um, and he is still a valuable help defender. But he can't stand in front of anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he helps. He's a good rotation piece. Um, you can play him as as Houston did with Russ a couple years ago. You can play him as a micro ball center, um, mm-hmm. and for somebody that's six seven, he is a he's a pretty he's an above average rim protector. Um, he's still he's still a good team defender. He's still decent off the ball, um, and yeah, Norm is a guy that can just get buckets. Um, and yeah. the Clippers offense because. You know, without your two superstars, and and I said before, you know, whatever I was doing my little Aaron already told you breaking news kind of stuff. I think I did it on 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 a Twitter Spaces. There's a lot of thought around the league that um, that uh, that uh, PG is not going to come back. He's going to end up having surgery and not come back this year. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't have PG and you don't have Kawhi, it's an offense that can kind of like those are your two creators isolate you know reggie jackson as we saw last night you know is another guy that can get a bucket in isolation and we saw throughout the playoffs last year when he turned into like a a cross between isaiah thomas and steph curry in the playoffs but um norm norm is a guy that's gonna get buckets and without your two most specific offensive engines um norm is a guy that can get you buckets i think i but i think more more interestingly, what it what it says is like what it says for the the Blazers conceptually, and what it says for the Clippers conceptually, particularly as it relates to this year. Like the Clippers are not clearly not satisfied with, you know, hey, our guys are out, we're gonna fight and claw and scratch and 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 we're going to, you know, hope to be in the play in. We're gonna because I don't think they're getting to six, maybe now, but they like you hope to be in the play in and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it, it appears the Clippers are going for it because Norm, I think he's got five years or four years. And I think it's, it's a five year, $90 million contract he signed yeah. last year. So, um, you know, they're adding some, some more long-term money and saying, we're not satisfied. We're going for it. And the Blazers are saying, okay, enough of this, which they should have done some years ago. Um, but there was also talk around the league where the Clippers were in a very like interesting spot as it related to the trade deadline, because 
they could be seen as both buyers and sellers. And so it was interesting to see. And now quite clearly they have decided that they are buyers. I thought that it was possible somebody like Nick Batum might be available. I don't think so. Well, I mean, and maybe this makes him available. Um, yeah. Or, or, uh, or Morris, Marcus Morris may be available. So I think it's in like an interesting kind of uh, crossroads for the Clippers as the league kind of thought there were cases to be made for them to be buyers and sellers. Um, and so far they have clearly established themselves as buyers. Yeah. I, man, I, I think like clearly this makes them better this year than like they are better right now than they were last night. Right. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And then more importantly than that, if PG and Kawhi do wind up sitting the rest of the season, they say, you know what? We made a run at it. We are competitive. But when those guys get back, they are coming back to a more complete team than they left. Well, and that's, that, that, that is like a pretty good argument for that's how they got those guys to begin with. Yeah. Right. Because the team that we all thought was going to be terrible after after Blake and CP3 and DeAndre and all that, that run was over. We thought that they were going to be terrible. Uh, and then I think they won 48 games and, and got the eight. I mean, they got yeah. absolutely obliterated by the Warriors, although they had like a 31 point comeback mm -hmm. um, in the first round. But they won like 40 whatever games, 48 games maybe, and got the one seed because Pat Bev and Trez and Lou. and Lou Williams and that group was like just kind of a collection of guys, but were very obviously competent. And that was able to say, okay, now if we plug in, you know, it's not linear like this, but if you plug in some superstars to that, yeah, um, man, you got something. So that is kind of. But what they also this ran into like, like right? those guys enjoyed the larger roles that they had on the team that won forty eight wins. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. It's not linear. It's, and, yeah. it's not linear. You don't just have forty eight wins and say, okay, I'm adding two. Here's superstars, ten more. So now we win. Now we win seventy. That's <laughs> yeah. not how it works, right? Right. There's a, there's some uh, there's the law of diminishing returns, but I think it does say like and and some of it is some of it is is. Uh, again, I said this earlier on the show before we knew about this, that the NBA is is every business is a people business. Right. So but these guys, um, you know, Norm likes to get his up. But Covington is used to being kind of a role guy and yeah. fit, getting in where he fits in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not something you necessarily say of of Trez. Definitely. <laughs> it's not something you necessarily think of um, with. Uh, Lou. With Lou Williams, right? Yeah. It's not something you think of with Pat Bev, yeah. right? Like those are kind of like alpha personality guys. So I think I think this may work better if and when you are able to fold the two superstars back into like the collection of surrounding talent. Well, they, the 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 guys that they're getting also were playing outsized roles in Portland on a bad team. So going back to good teams, right? Covington was on a good team in Houston, goes to mm -hmm. Portland, and was on disappointing teams in Portland. Norm wins a championship in Toronto, goes to Portland, uh, and and is on a disappointing team in Portland. Now getting back to what could be a championship contender next year, I would imagine is something that lights a fire under us. But I don't know if Rocco is actually a Clipper next year. Like they can technically keep him, but their luxury tax payments start getting 
astronomical. Like yes. That, it gets very but expensive it, very quickly. I I think he resigns there. And the reason why is I don't know why the, the Clippers, right? Steve Ballmer has the most money of any of the ownership groups in. Oh, for in sure. The yeah, NBA, they right? can afford it. But right. But yeah. and so I don't I don't know if that is a trade you make. And who knows? Like because because Rocco hasn't been that good in a while. So Maybe who knows cheaper. what kind of what kind of number he's going to get? I think he's at 12 now. I don't know that he would get 12 again. Um, but I don't think you do this with only this year in mind when you've already just said, okay, we're taking Norm's deal. We've got four years and, you know, whatever, 72 million or whatever it is left. Yeah. Um, I don't think you do this saying like we need Robert Covington on a team that doesn't have Kawhi and PG necessarily. I think, I think it is a move that is made with the thought of bringing him back. Maybe. I hope not. And then the Clippers maybe get up into the like Brooklyn and Warriors. Yeah, then then they're then they're ridiculous. So many wings, so much length, so much switchability. The Blazers, at least for this year, get under the tax. Yeah. No, I mean this. Look, there are two very clear different uh, agendas here at play. Right, Portland. We suck anyway. Why pay a bunch of money for a bad team? And then uh, for the Clippers, we might be okay. But we're definitely going to be really good next year, so why not continue to pay for what will definitely be a good team next year and take advantage of a team that is overpaying for a bad team right now or an organization that is overpaying for a bad team right now? So, you know, that's the kind of situation where you would like to see the Lakers maybe try to take advantage of the bad team right now. But, you know, I, I, it's, you know, the, 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 if, if the purpose here is to get under the tax and, while THT might be a more intriguing prospect moving forward, clearly than Eric Bledsoe, he doesn't have 16 million coming off of his contract next year that you don't have to worry about paying. You know, he, his contract actually goes up next year. So, you know, while Lakers fans, cause I see it a lot right now, why couldn't the Lakers just go out and do it? But they barely gave up a second rounder. Didn't even take a first to get this. And, and With like what outgoing salary. Well, right. Well, that and then what outgoing salary that won't be on their books next year? Because that's the big key here is that that salary isn't on their books next year. So, but but the Lakers literally can't make this trade unless they trade one of yeah. the big three. And again, one of the big three. Well, like, look, they, you aren't trading Anthony Davis. You aren't trading LeBron James, right? And Russell Westbrook is guaranteed for fifty, almost fifty million next year. That is antithetical to what the Trailblazers are clearly doing right now. They're they're stripping down to get ready to go through this gap year. We'll see what they wind up paying Dame in the offseason. And we'll see what they wind up doing. Because CJ is going to get moved. I don't I think, think it's like, C, I think it's C, CJ and Nurk are the next the next two to look at. And yeah. I think it is more likely now than it was two hours ago that right. one or both of them get moved. Right. I mean, I think I think Nurk was getting moved anyway. And Covington was getting moved anyway, but I think this very much puts CJ on the table. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be surprised if CJ is a trailblazer after Thursday. I'm going to go that far. I, I told you, I told you. Well, now it's like two hours ago, but I, I told you, I told you there are already deals that have been agreed to. Yeah, yeah, I was like one. I was literally going to ask for the segment when we got into the trade deadline. Where are the trades? Um, <laughs> Turns out Woj was just waiting for us to finish recording. <laughs> yeah, I pre- appreciate that, Woj. <laughs> Thanks, Woj. 
All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of The Hook and this week's episodes of the Silver Screen Roll podcast. Theoretically. Maybe. <laughs> if anything happens, though, I will be. I, I, I will always be available to record an emergency lowdown. Uh, if there is something that goes down with the Lakers, uh, I, I don't think we're going to arrive there. But, you know, maybe this lights a fire under their butt that the Clippers were able to uh, to swindle the Blazers like this. Hashtag mm. trade season. Yeah. Trade, S-Z-N. That's right. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week.